A tough week overall for the Marauders as the football team loses in the rain up in Ramsey. The soccer team gets destroyed by Carney in their rematch against the Cardinals. And Water Polo goes down again. Want to talk about everything that happened with the program and reveal the winner of this week's Marauder Player of the Week award. So let's talk some prep athletics. Floater too strong. Rebound tapped around. The three to win the game. No good. And Brett survived. The Marauders have won their first sectional championship since 2014. In the air right field. Going back to the back that we Five seconds left. Can the Marauders stay on side? Yes, they can. St. Peter's has won it. To the air. He's got a man open. Going for Brown. He's got it. 125. Sponsored by all our good friends who support us on Patreon. And yes, Patreon is a subscription service that we provide here on the State of the Mars podcast. I want to thank all the patrons who are supporting us so far, including Terrence O'Donnell, Lupo Murkov, and, of course, our president of St. Peter's Prep, Dr. Micah Gomez. We have a lucky 15 so far who have subscribed to us for all the updates, and we'd love to have your support of the program by signing up today at patreon.com slash Martyrs. It is only $2 a month. And you even get a full Sunday if you try and want to sign up. You get live updates right from your phone on any game or match we're covering. You get this podcast in video form right to your phone and before anyone else could get it. So you get exclusive access to our podcast. You get all the updates and much, much more. So sign up today at patreon.com slash state of the Marauders. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host. Renato Rodriguez of the class of 2010. Alongside nobody in particular today, it's just going to be yours truly doing the podcast. So let's get right into the nick of things here on the program. We're going to first talk about the soccer team's unbeaten streak is done. It's finished. The soccer team was looking to continue the unbeaten streak. They had their best ever start since 2014. And they had three games on the docket this week. First, they went to Memorial on the road. The conditions were not favorable. They really weren't favorable all week for the athletes. We had a bunch of, of rain days due to the, the tropical storm that hit the area. So but a bunch of rain dates, you know. But I want I want to give credit to this Memorial defense. They locked down the Marauders, and even though they had numerous attempts and set pieces that Prep had, you know, they had a lot of opportunities. It, just, it was not their night. Memorial, they got the one goalie chance in the first half. Right off the set piece, they put it home. The Marauders would get their first loss of the year, and it was the first time that they lost to Memorial 
since 2014, which was nine years ago. Simon Yanez made 13 saves in the loss. Then they would visit Carney in a rematch of the game earlier in the year, which we saw in that the highlight film. You know, it was a great game, great, great, great action in that first meeting against Carney. But when they would take on Carney earlier last week, this was a gut punch, ladies and gentlemen. This was a statement game. You hear you here first. It, I'm, it was a statement game. Okay, statement game. It was a 5 nothing defeat to the Cardinals. And as the defending Hudson County champions, they made a statement saying this is still a count. You know, Simon Yanez makes six saves in that one, but offense, defense, goaltender, it was not tomorrow's night. They, just, they couldn't handle anything that Carney was getting. But they said one more matchup all the way out in Long Island to take on a Kellenbrook side who they've had them pressed off in the New York League. They had an 8-1-3 record coming in. And the, the Marauders did not have great starts in their two games this week. It was imperative that we'd get a good start, and they would do so exactly two minutes in. Matt Sabrera off the corner with find Kobe Easy Coley on the back end. He heads it in, and just like that, it was not only was it one nothing for our Marauders, but it felt like they got the swagger and mojo back. Felt good. Matt would get the second goal of the game. And, and if you have not seen it on, on our social media pages or on our Patreon, you got to take a look at this. It, it was an absolute dagger of a goal. 25 yards out. He stole the ball at the one to play. He took a glance at the keeper. And he absolutely goes top shelf, upper 90 on the right corner, past the Kellenberg goalkeeper. World class. Might maybe the goal of the year in the state was unbelievable. Then you get the third assist. I mean, he'd get the assist on the third goal. He almost got the three kick past the wall. It hits iron. Loose ball in the box, but William Santamore was there, buries it. Three first half goals for our Marauders. Things would be looking great. Going to that second half, they let up a goal late to make it 3-1, but a great overall performance by our Marauders. They're now 8-2 on the year. And Neil Ward made six saves in the contest. And, you know, even though they dropped to 15th in the top 20 rankings, I, I think this week they're going to have a good chance to get back at it. They host Norberg on a Monday. That was a tough matchup last time. I think the scoreline says 5-1. First half was different stories, 1-1 back before the action. Then on Wednesday... They're taking on what many people say is arguably easily the number one team in New Jersey, not credit and just say, hey, that'll change this winter when basketball season rolls around. But many people say this is the number one team in the country. And they're coming to town Wednesday. So there's going to be a big matchup Wednesday, 4 p.m., Caden Point. And then on Saturday morning, the Hudson County tournament will begin as they will host the winner. In the Hudson County quarterfinals of Hudson Catholic and Banyola's me a 10 a.m. star from Lincoln Park. Again, if you're not seeing the graph, the graphic with the bracketology, Marauders are the one, Carney the two. So potentially you might see a Marauders Carney rematch in the final, but again, we still got to talk about the quarterfinals first. They host the winner, Hudson Catholic and Banyola. That's going to be Saturday from Lincoln Park, 10 a.m. And all these games will be live streamed on D1 Media Pro. 
All right. So if you can't make it out to Jersey City, make sure you tune in. Yes, we're going to have to talk about this once again. The football guys. Yes, our football marauders. They they struggled. They struggled this week. So let's talk about the scoring plays of this one. They tried to break the winless streak in the driving ring up in Ramsey, take on Don Bosco. And if it was more the same. So so let, let's talk about the scoring plays right about. So here are the scoring plays sponsored by our good friends at D1 Media Pro. They have a live stream in the state of New Jersey for high school sports. So the rain coming down and sheets up a Ramsey to start off this one. Marauders will get the ball first on offense. Tyler Bell looks to take the snap from his own zone. He's going to be taken down by Lamont Lesser. Is that a safety? Yes, it is. 2 nothing. I'm going to be headed to the second quarter. Now Bosco would take all of them up from this one. The Marauders would have a fourth and one on midfield trying to get some life into the offense. They couldn't convert. The Amon in response. Go two plays, 48 yards. Made the touchdown from Devin Sisler to Bobby Mays. 9-0 Don Bosco. And keep in mind Bobby Mays. Bobby Mays the name because after the turning point of the game, DJ Brown makes an insane catch over the defender's shoulder. Football against his body is a great play. The next play, the margin of fumble. Colin Brennan would get in from three yards out to make it 60-0 Bosco. And then right before the half. You heard it here first. Bobby Mays once again 21 yards on the hookup to make it 23 to nothing. Ironman at the half. Head into that second half. Back to back scoring place on the Ironman in the third. Would make it a whopping 37 to nothing. For the Marauders, we'll show some lights late. They got a touchdown on the second to last try of the game. It was a 50 yard bomb. Tyler Bell. Hunter Watson on the fade round. This second touchdown of the year. They'll make it 37-6, and that'll be a final from Ramsey, New Jersey. So 37-6 was your final score up in Ramsey as the Marauders would fall to 0-6 on the year, ladies and gentlemen. Things are not looking good for our football Marauders this year. But let's talk about the turning point of the game in this one. And we talked about in the scoring plays, right? DJ Brown makes a highlight reel play over the defender. The defender was on his backside. He goes over the defender, catches it behind him. It was a miraculous play. Kind of that play we saw, I think, in college, maybe it was Texas Tech, I believe, a couple of years ago. That was a great play. But the Marauders were down 9 nothing. They had a all the momentum and the offensive drive, they're in plus territory. You know, the offense didn't get up to the good stuff. That's that safety we talked about. They had some momentum after that catch. You know, if they get a touchdown that drive, you're talking about 9-6, 9-7 game, you know, things could be different for this Marauder team. You know, they could be right in like they were all in for most halves this year. But the play right after that catch, ladies and gentlemen, there was a miscommunication or a bad snap, one of the two, I couldn't tell, from my angle. But Tyler Bell just couldn't handle it cleanly. 
and fumble happens, turnover, and two plays later, Don Bosco would score to make it 16-0. Then they score the next try, 23-0. And then by that point, that game is out of reach for the Mars. They just couldn't do anything. It was a tough one, you know. And pouring rain at times during that game, you know, team to team looked good at times. But once again, scoreline tells you 37-6 was a good performance. Was a good performance. The offense, you know, they, they got nothing going to late. Tyler Barksdale, he was a main running back in the first half of the Mars. Saren carries negative one yards. Nothing, nothing really to write home about there. Jan Klein, he was active in the second half. He got touches, 47 yards on eight official touches, six carries, and two receptions. So 47 yards total is pretty impressive. Tyler Bell, he had a solid performance, 10 of 19, 130 yards. You know, the prep offense had 176 yards total, so a lot of their worst through the year, including a 50-yard touchdown to Hunter Watson. That was an impressive throw there, great play on both ends. And, again, we talked about D.J. Brown's 23-yard catch. <laughs> That's going to be the one of the plays of the more season, for sure. That was an impressive catch by D.J. Brown. But again, I mean, when you have 176 yards of offense, you can't can't do much with that. You know, that's it's gotta get at least 200 plus every game. So in the Super Bowl conference against these teams, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta gotta get some good offense because these defenses were weak, have left and right. And speaking of the defense, I I think they had a solid performance all the while, despite allowing you know the 37 points. You know, I I think. They caused a turnover, right? Justin Gonzalez, shout out to him. That was a great play to force a fumble. We covered by Joe Assayan. And even early on, there was a couple stops the defense made. You know, Joe Assayan was over the backfield. Marco Day was over the backfield. All the guys were doing the best up front. But I just felt like after that turning point in the game, when it went from potentially 9-7 to 16 nothing. I, I, I feel like it just everything just stalled on both sides of the ball. You know, they just they had no life, they had no juice. And then it felt like once that game went from nine nothing to sixteen nothing and then to twenty-three nothing right before half, everything just swung Bosco's way. You know, two hundred and nine total yards getting up isn't the worst thing in the world, but the thing that's again concerning, two hundred and eight of those yards are on the ground. And you know. They had a couple chunk plays. You saw the 40-yard touchdown. I think Mays had a 20-yard touchdown. So that's selling the other 101 yards right there. So it wasn't like they were passing the ball left and right. It's just they they saw the momentum with the run game, chewed up the clock, and took advantage of it. So, you know, tough, tough all around. But the good news is it's going to be a bye week this week for the Mars. You know, I think it's a good thing for the team. You know, the 0-6, got to gotta reset. You know, they got to realize the first half of the season, it's done. You can't, you can't change that. It's all, it's, all, it's all the books, right? But with the way the players are set in the NJSIA, pretty much anyone can make it, right? Just all depends on the seeding purposes. So even if they go to like a 12 or 13 seed, right? They still got a chance to make some noise. They're in, they're in the dance, right? Anything can happen. I saw a, a five-win, I mean, five-loss Don Bosco squad in 2019 almost – Shock the state and go all the way with the state tournament. So anything could happen, 
you know, I think you got to stay positive if, if you're a Marauder fan out there supporting the team. And I think they have the chance to get to my month. Again, they got Paramus next next week after the bye. Then they got Bergen at home, which, you know, get the home crowd going. And they go to Seton Hall. So, so I think they got three three games potentially. They still win out, you know, end up three and six, a three-game winning streak that has some momentum. Maybe you might make a run. So can't give up. Can't give up hope. So, again, that was the football team's recap for the week. So now we're going to talk about the news of the week for the rest of the program, and that is going to be sponsored by the State of the Marauders Club. And again, if you're a student at St. Peter's Prep, make sure you join us every E-Day. That's every E-Day. Next E-Day will be next Wednesday. That's going to be October the 11th. Oh, no, sorry, the 12th, because PSAT is on the road. So Thursday, October 12th, in the Browning Center. So join us if you're interested in joining the State of the Marauders Sports Reporters Club. So now let's talk about the news of the week. In this week's news... We got the cross-country team taking on the Shore Coaches Invitational. So cross-country team, they they went down the shore to home them. You know, they went to take on that term. Again, a lot, a lot of teams competing to stay in that term. And, you know, this, this more team, they're starting with five in, in this week's state ranking, so they're, they're doing good. This week's race is a little bit different. You know, they broke up into the freshman race, JV race, and varsity race. So I'm going to go in that order to talk about it. Harry Anderson from the freshman squad, again, brother of current vice president, Charlie Anderson, of the State Marauders Sports Club. He got seventh place overall finish. Henry Gilfillan in 27th. The freshman guys, they end up third place overall. So great job, my freshman guys. Our JV guys. We got Danny Kramer in fourth, Luke Schreiber in fifth, Dante Lamentia in sixth, Peter Franco in 11th, Liam Teleska in 13th, and Nate Pomerino in 19th. So overall, a great job by those guys. Second place overall. For varsity guys, Tommy O'Brien once again doing, doing the due diligence and, and leading his varsity guys to a fourth place overall finish. And he ran... A 16.25, which is one of the best times a prep athlete has ran at this event. So, round of applause for Brian for that one. And Aiden Pucho ends up in 11th to lead the way as well. So, the varsity guys, they end up in third place overall. So, again, top three finishes all across the board for our guys. So, again, I think they're, they're state five or maybe even go higher in this week's state rankings. And, again, we want to congratulate everyone from the track guys who participated this week. And the next race is going to be on Wednesday or Thursday. I got to take a look at that. Wednesday or Thursday, we'll, we'll take a look at the events of the week. And they're going to take on the Jersey City Championship. Yes, it's all the teams in Jersey City competing at Lincoln Park this week. So good luck to our athletes out there. In other news of the week, the water polo guys. They fall 
to Blair Academy to go to two and two on the week. And I know we talked about it last week how the, this team was supposed to play two matchups, right? But you know, there's a lot of flooding this week. There was a lot of flooding on Friday in particular. So that matchup got canceled against Blair, but they took on Horseman in New York. And that was a 10 to 3 defeat. Nick Valenti had two goals. Jack Halligan had the other. And Evan Murkoff makes seven saves in that. So back to back tough losses for a Whirlpool team. But they're going to look to get back on track with two matches this week. With the weather looking like clear, it looks like both matches will happen. You're going to take on St. Benedict's on the road Wednesday. And I will be there on the scenes at SPU on Friday afternoon which they would take on Trinity. So, again, Friday, 4.30 at the school at Trin- against Trinity at SPU. So come join us and support our water polo marauders. Also, look who's back. The crew team gets their first competition in 2023. And they went to the head of the riverfront on Sunday morning. And they had great results all around. The freshman boat got sixth place out of 19, which is good. The varsity eight boat, right? So the first varsity eight boat, they got 10th out of 25. The two varsity eight boats, so it's two of them, they got ninth and 14 places out of 34. And on the varsity four boats, they had three boats in the 1v4, so that's 11 out of 31, 17 out of 31, and 27th out of 31, with the second varsity football game, 13th and 14th overall out of 20. So great job by our crew marauders. They're going to be back in action on, I believe, next Sunday, as they're going to go out to Beck Park for the Overpeck. Fall Classic. So again, crew is back on the schedule. You're gonna get, get those Sunday morning races in because those are sights to see. So thank you again for the crew team and congratulations again to all the athletes out there. St. Peter's Prep Baseball is gonna be honoring head coach Pat Laguerre for his 400th win. Again, that's Monday, October 16th at the Hendricks Field Club in Belleville, New Jersey. So $200 registration fee, including golf, car, lunch, and dinner, open bar as well. So if you're interested in joining the team, make sure you see the information on your screen or Venmo at joseph-haynes-13 or email him at jlhaynes at att.net. Also, the wrestling team, we talk about their beefsteak dinner for honoring 50 years. That's going to happen as well. And that's going to be coming up very soon, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be on November 11th, 2023. They're going to honor their 50th years with a beefsteak dinner. But also, ladies and gentlemen, they revealed their schedule this week. Yes, they did. Look at that schedule. They're going to go Beast of the East in Delaware. Then they're going all the way to Oklahoma to take on the National Wrestling Hall of Fame duels. Then the Sam Cal Invitational in Madison before taking on their first home duel, ladies and gentlemen. And this is going to be an exciting matchup. I'm telling you right now. 
January 3rd, circular day on the calendar. They're going to take on, stay ranked, Bergen Catholic. This is, this is going to be an epic matchup at the barn. You got to make sure, get your popcorn ready for that one. Then they got the Catholic Duels at CBA on January 6th, the Escape the Rock Tournament in PA on the 13th and 14th. Then they have a, another home duel against Passaic County Tech PCTI before taking on the Pine Darrens on January 20th. And then a couple home duels in a row, taking on Red Bank, then a try between Donovan Catholic and St. John Vianney, and then a home duel against St. Benedict's Prep before going to Carney for the Hudson County Duels. And then your non-public Group A district, region, and individual state championships down in Atlantic City. So exciting season coming up for your Marauders. I'm I'm excited to be covering. And announcement: We're gonna try to stream these these matches on D1 Media Pro, at least for the home matches. So stay tuned. Wrestling season's about to get lit, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to be fantastic. In other news, Fall Open House is upcoming. For our St. Peter's Prep Marauders, if you're interested, if you're a 6th, 7th, 8th grader looking to see St. Peter's Prep as your next place to go once you leave 8th grade, make sure you join us on, put that up for your screen again, October 15th. Okay, that's October 15th. We'll have the link on our app to RSVP for the Fall Open House. It's always a great time. You know, see all the activities that go on, all the athletics, see the whole campus, you get tours. It's a great, it's a great time. You get refreshments as well, so it's a, it's a great time. I've done a couple of open houses at the Browning Center. It's always a pleasure to, to meet prospective students and parents as well. So, again, make sure you join us October 15th. And, again, to register today, we'll have the link on our app, which is, could be found on our social media profile at SOT Marauders. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a look at the schedule for this week. And we got a lot of action to talk about. You know, we got soccer Norberg on Monday, cross country on Tuesday. So that's my apologies. Tuesday, October 30. See on your screen right there. Water polo, Wednesday. Against St. Benedict's Prep, but also soccer at St. Benedict's Prep as well. So double double St. Benedict's at 4 p.m. Friday, water politics on Trinity, as I mentioned, 4.30 SPU. The Hudson County quarterfinal for soccer will be Saturday, October 7th. And crew takes on Older Peck Classic at 8 a.m. So there's a lot of action for our Marauders this week. So we're going to have a lot to talk about next week on our podcast. So make sure if you're... In the area of those matches and games, make sure you come out and support our St. Peter's Prep Marauders. Well, that's going to do it for the news of the week. But now, there's one more thing to talk about. And the one more thing to talk about is my favorite part of the podcast, the Marauder. Player of the Week Award. And we are sponsored for the Mora Play Week Award. That's sponsored by our good friends at the Chalk Talk Podcast. Featuring Ignacio Morrow and Jackson Briamonti. So, fellas, tell us about the Chalk Talk Podcast. I'm Ignacio Morrow alongside Jackson Briamonti. And, you know, we're just here to promote 
an advertisement. Jackson, would you like to explain what the advertisement is? Yeah, so we're here promoting our podcast, Chalk Talk Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find your podcasts. Um, we also have socials such as Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You want to follow those for additional content along with the podcast. You know, challenge videos, trivia videos, all that good stuff. You know, we're just two friends that talk sports. You know, we have interviews, cover the latest news, do hot takes, you know, just all the good stuff in the sports world, getting it out there for you guys to listen and enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're just debating hot takes, all that, and we'll be covering some, some Marauder sports this year too. So uh, just check us out. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, Chalk Talk Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your event. Chalk Talk out. Again, to Ignacio and Jackson for giving us that information about the Chalk Talk Podcast. So, again, it's time for the Marauder Player of the Week Award. And we have four great candidates from last week, including Chase and Kirk from soccer, Ivan Rocks from cross country, Tyler Bell from football, and Michael Florentino from water polo. Well, let's see who won this week's award. Let's get a drum roll, please. And the winner. With 49% of the vote, the Marauder Play of the Week recipient for this week goes to, once again, from the water polo team, Michael Florentino. Congratulations to Mikey for winning that award. And again, ladies and gentlemen, you're probably wondering, how does water polo keep winning all the awards? Well... The, other, the rest of the guys from the other teams, they need to get some votes too. So well, let's make sure in this week's poll, you get a chance to vote for the other guys besides water polo. Still love water polo, okay? Just don't, don't put that out there. Still love water polo. <laughs> so there were the, there's five five guys, five guys for this week's more play of the week award, including from the soccer team. This guy had an absolute banger of a game against Kellenberg. A goal, two assists, including an up and 90 goal that could be goal of the year. Matt Sobrero. From the cross-country team, this guy was an absolute world-class runner. He got fourth place in the world, got one of the highest times in cross-country's history in that event. Once again, the junior, Tommy O'Brien. From the football team, this cat. Has been all over the place in these last couple games. He's been stuffing runs. He's been making plays in the backfield. His name is Joe Assign. From the water polo team, this guy had a goal in the varsity game. He did well in JV. He played both. So he did a great job in both, both events. Jack Halligan. And from the crew team, this rower, the senior, Andrew Herman. So. Voting is going to end on Saturday, October the 7th at 11.59 p.m. So, so for you, think should be this week's Marauder Player of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Again, I want to thank you all for tuning in to the State of Mars podcast. 
And hopefully, we get to talk some great things, as always, about our St. Peter's Prep Mars next week, as we look forward to recap another week in the world of St. Peter's Prep Athletics. I am your host, Renato Rodriguez of the Class of 2010. And as always, let's go. Prep. Yeah.